0: Good morning, Berkshires. How are you? It's 11 a.m. at uh, WBCRLP, 97.7 FM, Great Barrington. We're Berkshire Community Radio, streaming live, of course, too, on www.berkshireradio.org. So if you're not in our local listening area and you have learned to love WBCRLP, you can tune it in anywhere in the world on the web. Isn't that fun? I love that. So I'm, again, Sherita Starr. Today is, of course, it's your first Tuesday of the month, and it's another edition of What's Your Sign? I Have Your Number. And today I have a marvelous, marvelous guest. She's a new author, Janice Pettit Brundage, and she's written this incredible book called Sweet Bird of Prey. And um, for any of you out there who have ever dealt with uh, losing someone to suicide, this is definitely a show you're going to want to keep listening to because uh, we're going to tell her story and how it's uh, turned into this marvelous creation that is um, here now to uh, start healing the world with it and bring more awareness to things like this. Uh, So uh, stay tuned. We've got planetary news coming up and um, my fabulous guest. So we are, as always, about to tell you what's going on. Lost in the beauty of the sky, breathe in the moon. The colors of a rainbow shed too soon. Firefly flicker, smile, shine like the sun. If life's about the journey. Shares, How are you out there? It's a brilliant, brilliant, sunny Tuesday. It's the 6th of March. And again, you're listening to Sharita Starr. This is another edition of What's Your Sign? I Have Your Number. And um, I know I, I mentioned earlier, but um, if you are a local listener here at uh, WBCR LP 97.7 FM, Great Barrington, and uh, you like to carry us around with you outside of our local listening area, we are always streaming live at org, And um, that's, like, really cool. Yeah, I think it's so awesome. You can listen to this station anywhere in the world. Isn't that fun? So... Well, are you guys all getting ready? Because I, I I know people have been asking me like, "What's going on already? Everything's messed up." And da 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 da. Yes, yes, yes. We are about to head into our first Mercury retrograde period of 2012. And here's my motto for everyone out there: Don't be afraid of retrograde. <laughs> it's my new. It's my new like you know kind of. I I have to put a little theme motto on it you know because. You can't be afraid of retrograde, um, and many people are. They hear that word, and they just want to go run for the hills, you know, and and what's going to happen? Mercury has already been on the approach to this Mercury retrograde since um, the 26th of February, so you're starting to see some things that are tying in. Now, Mercury is going to reach all the way just to six degrees of Aries. Today, he's at the fourth degree. Now, he doesn't retrograde until March 12th, and we're only on March 6th. So this means he's got six days to go from four to six degrees of Aries. He's starting to slow down. And when you get the slowdown, it's not even retrograding yet, but he's this is the planet that governs movement, travel, communication, written spoken word. Anything that is required, that, that needs to move, a mechanism that makes us move, uh, things that move in our house, you know, electronics, you name it, um, they're all going to start to see a little uh. um, And what you want to start doing, and Mercury's going to do is retrograde dance from the 12th of March to the 4th of April. And it's always around the retrograde, the beginning of the retrograde, and then when it's going to go direct again, that the Mercury's slowing down. He typically takes a day to get through a degree. If not, he gets through a degree of a sign in less than a day's time. Um, And when it's like what's coming up that we've got coming up is, you know, we're at the fourth degree of Aries today, and it's not until... The 12th, he goes retrograde. It's going to take him six days to go a couple of degrees, which is, you know, not exactly that's not the normal speed of things. And that's why you're starting to see the flux. But under retrograde, this is the rules. If you take up action under these weeks coming up ahead that um, only deal with the words that begin with R E, <laughs> you always have better luck with it. Um, this is a time when you are you really have to tap into changing. You've got to know that you have to adapt. You have to have plan B, C, or maybe D sometimes lined up ready to go things break down people get delayed you have an appointment it doesn't work out um things things break the most under (laughs) mercury retrograde for some strange reason because and actually it's not really some strange reason it's because mercury guides all these things and if you were going backwards and not looking where you were going you'd cause some trouble too and mercury is the planet known as the trickster he's also our messenger uh messenger guy up there so this is why we we misunderstand each other. People have more petty fights. Um, people decide that they're just done with each other completely under Mercury retrograde a lot of the times, and then you know they'll come back under the shadow and figure out that they, oh maybe that was a little harsh on our parts and you know so the best re that I can tell you to do under Mercury retrograde is to just relax because and rest and review, and redo, and reflect, and reassess, and reorganize. Now, we're going to start this off at the sixth degree of Aries, and we're going to go back to 23 degrees Pisces. Um, so that's the area, if you have your natal birth chart, that you're going to see this reflection going on um so it's a little bit of two signs so it's not just like one area so it's it's going to get a little interesting and the other thing i see because mercury is going to traipse itself back and it's just conjunct uranus today who is the planet of the unexpected so i think this retrograde coming up is really pushing things it's going to push the envelope a little bit and and we're all going to be tested in very interesting ways and if we're willing to adapt we're going to have success if you're not willing to adapt Good luck. And that's all I have to say about Mercury retrograde right now. So, we're today at the 16th degree of Pisces already. I can't even believe that, folks. It's like, I where's the year going? It's wow. I'm 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 amazed. This is a really uh the 16 is always known as a kind of a trickier number. Um it's the Shattered Citadel. And it doesn't mean everything is all for naught, but it's a number where uh, whoever's guided by it. And it's a day where, you know, just uh, on a universal level at the 16, we want to just be the eye of the storm because you're going to see a lot of tension and you're going to see a lot of chaos swirling around you, kind of like a hurricane energy. And there's always the eye of that storm, however. So it's a very intuitive number. Um, it's a seven vibration, one and six reduces seven. So it's it's a time when you, you really want to sit in your stillness. And you know, when you're sitting in stillness, you're going, going to have to listen, which means you have to be silent. That's a little lexagram there, as you all know. Um, so it, this is a good day to sit and be with being still. And it's a you really acquire what it is necessary that uh are many messages that you that you need to know and of course you know we are approaching our um full moon. Uh, We are still in moon in Leo. However, we're still gathering in the moon in Leo from in our waning phase. Um, Of course, you know, Leo moon is very kind of dramatic sometimes. But it's, you know, really when you take up with warm hearted uh, things, you know, feel like you're the person out there in the world radiating warmth to others. It's a great way to take up with the 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 energy of a leo moon um you don't want to gravitate to the ego um but sometimes you see that cuz leo's love to be the center of of the deal and when the emotions are involved it's um you know you don't want to you don't want to go there and um So, but what we're doing is on Thursday, early in the morning, we're going to be uh, kicking off at the 18th degree of Virgo of our full moon. Now, this is something that, uh, it's been an interesting passage because since the, the last full moon in Aries, which of course is the beginning of the zodiac, Aries, we've had the last five full moons all kick off at the 18th degree of the sign, and this will be the sixth one to come. And when you have a full moon, you always have conclusions, finalizations, endings, projects come to some sort of resolve. Uh, you, like I said, you see an ending. Things, you don't want to start something really on a full moon. It's more of a time of release and letting go. And what this 18, Now, when we get into a little bit of the numbers, we have, um, you know, when you're looking to the 18, it is, it is, it can, um, thanks um if um sorry i have a little had a little visitor and (laughs) i'm distracted in the studio (laughs) Ah, i love it anyway excuse me um at the 18th degree of the sign uh, you're always looking at spiritual material conflict and we've been in this request on these full moons to release our understanding of whatever the material is in our life to begin with um even allowing anger to 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 get out of the way in our lives because the 18 reduces to a nine which is a planet that's a little bit that that's mars being a little more aggressive um and very penetrating mars can be but when you're looking to the 18, it really wants us to rise up in a, like a spiritual courage, if you will. Um, that's where we're going in, in the future. And we all know 2012 in general is a year of ad- adaptation to begin with. Uh, this Mercury retrograde coming up is definitely going to test that to the max. Um, and we're going to keep doing that all throughout 2012. And these series of full moons has been asking us to rise up in spiritual courage. So here we are. We're going to do it in the purity of Virgo on Thursday. So. So uh, look to that Virgo piece of your zodiac pie and see what's coming to a big conclusion you know a natural sense of understanding and you're going to be just fine so that should catch up with what's you know happening here on the collective level and um, I want to get right on with our guest because she is so cool and um, you're going to love her she's a Pisces by the way (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> which we're going to talk all about why she's done the great things that she, done, that she has done. Um, Janice pettit Brendan, she grew up in Woodbury Heights, New Jersey, and after graduating from Gateway Regional High School, she attended Pfeiffer University in um, North Carolina. And in 1997, she graduated with a major in sociology and a minor in criminal justice. After graduation, Janice began her career working for the state of New Jersey, Juvenile Justice Commission. And during that time, she created a fast pitch training academy called Pettit's Pitchers. And in 1999, she worked with the Astor Home for Children doing social work for teens and families in Poughkeepsie, New York. In 2003, Janice switched careers and became a full time coach for the NCAA at Mount St. Mary College in Newburgh, New York. And while facilitating her private business and coaching, Janice began to explore the lit- literary world. In late two thousand six, she began writing her first book, *The Sweet Bird of Prey*. It is an occasion. It is a personal and beloved fictional story that describes teen depression, bullying, and suicide. Presently, Janice is a volunteer with the American Foundation for Suicide Prevention. She serves as a volunteer for the education department and is trained as a group facilitator and outreach coordinator for teen survivors in the Hudson Valley, New York. And Janice offers presentations that cover teen depression, suicide awareness, and pressing teen issues that are highlighted in her book. Um, it's fabulous, folks. It's, it's really wonderful to have something like this out there in the world. Um, so many people deal with this and they don't have a place to go. And uh, Janice has really created a wonderful piece of uh, writing that um, is, is, it's here to help. It's here to help. And we're, we're really thrilled about that. So without further ado, Janice, I welcome you to the show. Good morning. Can you hear me? I can, we can hear you. You're, awesome. You're, you're, I am
1: here. That was a great introduction. I, I really enjoyed that. <laughs> Isn't I it mean, a, the whole thing about retrograde, it's so true when you talk. It's amazing.
0: Ah, uh, well, you know, it's great to hear about yourself, too, don't you think? Because, you know. Uh, yeah, <laughs> sure. <laughs> yeah, I know. This Mercury retrograde, it's 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 like I said, don't be afraid of retrograde, people. It's, 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 you just, if, if you can't adapt... You're not going to do it. And you know what? You're great at adapting because you are guided by the five. You're guided by Mercury. You're born to the 14th of March. And this um, really, this is why you, A, have communication talents to begin with. Um, You're an uber communicator because Pisces loves to communicate, and so does the 14. Um, And you get Mercury really well. So you understand change innately within you. So I have a feeling you do very well under a Mercury retrograde passage.
1: Yeah, I, I don't know. I mean, I don't know what happens. I read your messages to kind of find out, but <laughs> um, I, I feel like there's a lot of change going on right now within me, sure.
0: You think? Well, I all think of so. us, you know. Well, we are going through our changes on it. It's like kind of, you know, we all go through our changes in a different time frame. The pattern right. of the change is going to be different for any individual, but we are always in a process of change in life. It's not like change just magically yeah. happens you know, only every nine years or something, you know, it doesn't quite work that way. So why don't you tell us a little bit about Sweet Bird of Prey and how, uh, I mean, I know this comes from a very deep place in your okay. life, and then we're going to get into all the stars and the numbers and how all of it works. Ooh.
1: Okay, well, um Sweet Bird of Prey was really... I think it was more therapeutic for for me it was such a journey for me and i really didn't realize that until i was done writing a book Mm. but after i read some of the comments and people talk to me about what they got out of the book i'm i'm pleased with the results um people the book itself is it's fiction but it is based upon my experience with my brother who was um depressed now this was 20 years ago, so back then there really wasn't a big, um, I guess, a a, a big platform for teen depression. It was really kind of seen as hormones or rebellion or Mm -hmm. bad mood, and people didn't understand it, and neither did I. I think at this point, currently, people are recognizing it and treating it, but it is still out there. So it is the story of him and, unfortunately, his suicide, it ha- he, he killed himself when I was 13. So this book really talks about what it's like to go through a loss. Mm-hmm. Um, I think a loss in general is very hard for anyone. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a very perplexing time. And I think for me and many people, the loss as a teenager made re- made me reflect on life and what was life about. So, um I talked a lot about my feelings towards him, my feelings about superficiality of high school, um, and who who I wanted to be um, because of his death. And this book also talks about the relationship it had, the relationship within my home with my mother and my father, and um, how that changed after his passing. But mostly, and I'm sure you'll love this. I tried to tie it in with the end of the book being the message was all about love is yeah. unconditional love.
0: Mm-hmm. That's how we evolve is through that love.
1: Yeah. And that's
0: very a- true. It's, it, yeah. e- even in the midst of like you say, you know, I don't think there's a person out there I'm sure listening right now that hasn't gone through death of some sort in their life and whether it's through seemingly more of a tragic side of it like suicide or whether it's something you've experienced this it's a natural process in somebody's right. life um, but you know people pass on into the next you know they, they transit in spirit in multitudes of ways they have accidents they you know it's, it's, it's fascinating to understand that also that you know your brother isn't gone in, in, in so many ways. He, he's, I'm sure he very much helped you write this book.
1: <laughs> that's, that's interesting. He said that, um, you know, at that age, I really didn't understand all this. I just thought really at that age, which is so, you know, I think back, I'm like, Oh, I can't believe that. I really thought his suicide was a sin, you know, like, right. I, I was taught from the Bible that this was a sin. Mm. And I put such a stigma on that death that it, that pushed me to reevaluate what religion meant to me. what does death mean? Where do we go when we die? What happens? I mean this really it touches it in the book, but it's not it's not going that direction, but it touches that point where you know what is real? who, who are we and, and what happens when we die? Do we really die? And at the end of the book, um, Shannon, that's the character in the book. uh, mentions that her brother didn't die at all that in fact she's going off to college towards the end of the book and she she mentions that um you know he taught me a lot in my life probably more than he could teach me if he were alive Mm -hmm. so in that respect he is still alive
0: yes yeah 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 well you know and and any medium out there will tell you that um we don't die, really. I mean, we, we, we go through a transformation. We, we leave the vessel. The body, in essence, dies, yes. but our spirit does not. And that's really because of the love. Um, and for whatever reasons, your, your brother certainly did what he did in this last incarnation, because maybe this is what he was, you know... And you've done this now. So he's given us a gift. And and as sad as it was for him, it was his... Part of his soul's journey in this particular life, because we've had many others, and I, that, that may question some belief, listeners' uh, beliefs out there, but um, you know, uh, astrology, numerology, and any of the metaphysical practices pretty much validate the fact that we have been here before and been here multiple times before. So every life is just meant to put another little... You know, in you know, more affirmation about who we are as a soul and and what that soul is here to do, um, in the big one eon that we're in, because <laughs> yeah. it's all one.
1: <laughs> and and this learning at that at a young age. I I didn't know this information, and I I was I would say I was raised in a conservative home. Mm-hmm. This wasn't discussed openly. You know, thoughts like this. And yeah, it certainly would have been helpful back then to hear something like that. And I think you're absolutely on the mark when you say that that was his life. Per- I'm not saying it's his purpose, but it's what he chose to do. Mm-hmm. And when it comes to something so horrific as a, um, a suicide, so intentional, it, it's hard to grasp that, to see why someone would do that. But through the years and writing the books, I've realized that, you know, that's not my responsibility to figure it out, only to proceed
0: that's right. That's right. It's it's at, well. It's interesting because when you say you started writing this book it was in two thousand and six, and that was a year for you. You were really in a. Um, you were in what we call the seven personal year at that time, and that's a time when we all go, really go within the, our own self. It's a. It's the sharpening of our soul year or our spirit year, however you want to look at it. Um, and it's a time when you you're perfect to, to dive into something that's unknown. Perfect to go into a, you know, uh, get more, spir- get more spiritual, if you want to call it that. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, you know, 2007, you were in a nice year of harvest. Some, something happened in your life where you, you had a harvest. I
1: had a baby I was pregnant, actually.
0: Well, there, there you have it. That's, that's a reward. <laughs> That's a certain reward for sure. And then yeah. 2008, you saw your nine-year cycle conclude, and you had all these new beginnings that showed up in your life in 2009. So that was a year of, if it was new, it's for you. And, and you also switched into the second period of your life at that time, which now you're only, you're, you're, your birthday's coming up um, in just a week, actually. Um, and it's, it's a time in your life where you are now the third year into, you're finishing up the third year of, of the second period of your life, which is going to last for 27 years. <laughs> so you're, you've got, you've just started to tap into in these last three years, what you're really here to do through this 14 karmic path that you're on, um, Which of course, this is your first book, and it will not be your last. Um, I'm going to tell you some things I see from your title. I think you're going to republish with somebody else, Um, or you're going to re. It's going to get re-released. You'll see what will happen with that. Um, But you know, we all we all start somewhere, and the year that you're coming up into this year is the four. Um, so it's going to take those new beginnings from 2009 and give them their strongest root system because next year you pop into your own natal understanding of the five, and there's mass. Like I, I see your energy by a year from now. What's going to be coming at you is just mass attention. Attention? Uh, mass atten- attention for the masses. Oh, attention. <laughs> not, <Attention>. not tension. <laughs> oh, guys, scare me. Done that already. <laughs> let us not m- let that be a mercury misunderstanding no yeah, yeah, not, yeah. no that that the you get attention from the masses and and what you've really been been putting that you planted in your life in two thousand and nine really sees it, uh, the- str- one of the strongest spurts of growth that it has uh in this nine year period and then for, you go further down the road and you look to um two thousand thirteens the five two thousands um Fourteen is the six, fifteen is the seven. So by two thousand, I think it's sixteen or seventeen. I'm trying to do my math in my head real quick. Um, you're gonna get the harvest. So I, like, I see within this time frame. Going, you know, looking ahead about four years, you're going to be in a very different place than where you started with it. But this was your year to publish. You were meant to just get it out there to the world and and do its thing um, and and let it. This book's got a lot of power in it. I'll tell you that. Um, the, the title is, is is absolutely amazing. And it's it vibrates to, the Sweet Bird of Prey vibrates to the 27, uh, which is a very, very fantastic number to have a title of something vibrate to um, it's the torch carrier so this book is here to lead people it's here to courage bring up courage for them um, it's an original idea it's it's no matter what kind of opposition you s- may perceive is going on you're just not meant to listen to it and you're just meant to keep going just just envision a big flaming you know, like a pink torch in your hand and just keep going um, because it's gonna keep happening to to this book um, it's it's I I loved I loved when I lexagrammed the title so I'm gonna I'm gonna share that with with everybody and then we're gonna pause for a little break and be back and we're gonna dive into your name and all sorts of more goodies so sweet bird of prey now lexagrams is the third thing that I always kind of toss into the analysis Which is, I'm going to take this title, I'm going to make anagrams, and then I'm going to phrase the anagrams like poetry or prose. And oddly enough, the art of lexigramming is this it just tells the story of what's going to potentially happen. So we get tip top prose poet wrote it, its writer is wise, is deep. Its writer is a tip-top sport power too. Let's go back to your coaching there. Um, its writer does prefer to foresee. You like to see ahead. Um, it is it is a wise, deep story set to stir, set to restore power. Its words so set to restore deepest ties to see wider, and it you know opens us up and um, really gets us going into ourselves, but to see the bigger picture better. It is set to weep, to drift, to seed deep probes. It is set to be a power orbit to foster wise ties. (laughs) That's kind of fun. (laughs) You know, sometimes I get a little trippy with my lexigrams, but they're kind of fun. It is set, it is bestowed to see a rewrite, a restore. It is set to see swift power profits. It does spider, meaning like it's going to go out, you know, it's going to, you're gonna keep seeing it grow like a web. It's got like a ooh. It it does spider web. I didn't get the web before it. Yeah, it does spider web. Meaning it's just gonna keep. You're gonna keep weaving a web with this book. Um, and what's interesting too, the twenty-seven says wh- however it gets started, at the journey of this book. I mean, this book I also see you can. Re- this book will be earning you money in your retirement. Uh, just telling you that it, 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 you've got it for the rest of your life. You've created a product that you have. Now you have residual income from, um, and you're definitely going to do that with it. So hold on. It Cause when did you release it last year? October. October. Okay. So you came out with it in October. Um, you, you know, you've got, uh, years, ahead of it to you know keep because interesting you were in a four personal month last october in your year of publishing so you planted your seeds Uh from the publishing world you 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 gave it root so it's got the root you put it you you released it at a time where it had roots Uh going so it's it's just you know what sometimes with Uh, things you just got to be patient and we're going to get back to your name in just a minute and I know you've got that in you so (laughs) to be able to do it so we're going to be right back Uh, this is uh, what's your sign I have your number and you're listening to WBCRLP 97.7 FM Great Barrington and I'm going to be right back. I'm Sherita Starr. I'm going to be right back with my great guest today, Janice Pettit Brundage. She has written a wonderful, wonderful book um, called Sweet Bird of Prey. And you can also find her, FYI, on the web. She's JP Brundage, B U R. Or Sorry, B-R-U-N-D-A-G dot com. You can find all of her information and um, learn more about the book right on the web. And we're going to be right back with Janice. Hold on. So we have, you know, there's always something cooking in the Berkshires. So we're going to let you know what that is right now. Well, you might as well just check this out because it's tonight. <laughs> an Introduction to Energy Savings. I think that's a good good thing for everybody to do. There's a free informational workshop on energy savings at the Mason Library. Tonight, March 6th from 5 to 7 p.m. And uh, it's the Great Barrington Energy Committee and the Center for e- e- Echo Technology are co-sponsoring an event that will interest all homeowners who want to save money by saving energy. An introduction to energy savings will be held at the Mason Library, and uh, Eric Brown of CET will present many ways to make your home more energy efficient and more comfortable in both the winter and in the summer. He will explain the free energy assessments offered through MassSave and our local utility companies. He'll also talk about programs and services to increase energy efficiency that are available at either low cost or none. If you receive if you excuse me, if you bring a recent utility bill, he will be able to talk to you about potential savings. Eric will also focus on easy do it yourself methods to lower your energy use at home there are no gimmicks, no hidden charges. The local utility companies are paying for these energy assessments they as well as the state of Massachusetts also pay for many of the incentives and rebates that are offered. If you cannot join them tonight at the Mason Library from five to seven p m and that's, um, uh, you can call Mass Save, and the number is 866-527-SAVE, which would be 7283. And you can arrange an energy assessment. That's fun. I like that. This is part of the conservation that we're meant to go into in the future, too. That's for sure. Conserving energy is going to be a very, very smart thing to do. What else we got going on here? Uh, do, 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 do. Oh, How about the Ego Quartet, live at the Gypsy Joint? That's coming up on March 15th. And um, the Ego Quartet will perform live music on the stage at the Gypsy Joint, 293 Main Street in Great Barrington, right uh, down the road here. Thursday on March 15th from 8 P.M. to 11 P.M. and this is as part of the cafe's month-long singer-songwriter series. The Ego Quartet uh, features Rick Tiven of West Egremont, that's the Berkshire's favorite fiddler, Billy Voyers of North Egremont playing acoustic bass, and Pete Adams of Otis Mass who will be playing his pedal steel guitar. How fun! And they will all sing and play the same instrument on the new American trenders favor. Tivins a singer-songwriter and multi-instrumentalist, has performed and or recorded with Arlo Guthrie, David um, Bromberg, Ramblin' Jack Elliott, Johnny Shines, and the Empire Brass Quintet. He's fiddled for uh, Hollywood soundtracks for Terrence Hill, PBS, IBM, McDonald's, and he's written comedy for David Letterman and the CBS late-night television show. So, sparing songwriters of all ages are encouraged to attend as long as they behave well. (laughs) That's great. (laughs) So you can contact uh, Lee Nelson at TAO for one, and that's T A O four, the number four, numerical four, not spelled out four, one O N E. It's a little tricky one there, but anyway, at yahoo.com or just give him a holler at 413 231 3335. Again, that's the Ego Quartet live at the Gypsy Joint on Thursday, May March fifteenth at eight p.m. So that's what's coming up. Some things going on tonight and coming up in our local Berkshires. Yay! 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 Always something good going on over here. So I welcome you back. It's the second half of. It's the second half of What's Your Sign? I have your number, and uh, I am your host. Sure. Sorry. Oh that's okay. I'm like, is that me or you? <laughs> and you're listening to WBCR L P ninety seven point seven FM. Great Barrington. Again, I'm your host, Sharita Starr. This is what you sign. I have your number. Today I have a fabulous guest on her name is Janice Pettit-Brundage. She has just written a book and released it, uh, The Sweet Bird of Prey. And um, we will, uh, you can check Janice out on the web. She's jpbrundage.com, and that's j-p-b-r-u-n-d-a-g-e.com. Uh, you can find out all about her book uh, when she's got some signings coming up. And tell us about, what do you have things coming up on uh, the you know, I know you're, you're a little further down in the Hudson Valley locally, yeah. right? What do you have coming up about it? Well,
1: I'm trying to think now. What is coming up? <laughs> stuff coming up. I know in May I have a, a signing at Barnes & Noble in Dutchess County.
0: Wonderful. And
1: more exciting, I'm actually going to be at Deb's Place, the Center for Being, Known and Doing, on April 28th. This is Saturday at 7 p.m. Okay. So, um. That's pretty much all I've set up for
0: right now. That's wonderful, yeah. and 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 because you know you're doing all your forward motion after Mercury goes direct, so this is a great time to reflect, review, refine ideas of where you can go once the spring hits. I, I, I mean, I'm just telling everybody, really, there's no reason to go forward from March 12th to to the 4th of April. Just take time off if you if you can, you know. Um, yeah. Because you know that's the big Mercury, uh, the big Mercury rules. Don't sign things under Mercury retrograde. Don't um, you know? You, you just don't want to birth anything out to the world. You don't want to think about the future. You want to reflect upon the past. That that that's how you don't have to be afraid under retrograde.
1: <laughs> yeah, that's really that's really interesting. I mean, so during this time period, you should just be reflecting and thinking about what to do, but not really. Making the movement to do it exactly. Is that what
0: you're You've you you got it. That's it. Okay. That's Well, that it. sounds good to me. Yeah. Well, we all. <laughs> you know. I'm, on,
1: I'm with that for sure.
0: It's so funny. You know, the universe sets it up perfectly. I mean, you know, we we go ahead for a few months, and then it gives us three weeks to kind of reflect upon what just happened. It you know, it's mm-hmm. like the waxing and the waning of the moon. It's the same thing. I mean, a waxing moon wants you to go forward. The waning moon says. Look, look, review, redo, you know.
1: I I just cannot believe how on you are. I mean, I remember when I forget what it was, but I was for a couple of days, I was like, my house is filthy. I started noticing everything. I'm like, I have to clean this up. I'm so not a clean person at all. I'm just, you know, as long as it looks okay, I'm all right. And then you put on a message about how, oh, I don't know who was coming in, but it was a girl. Uh, and she likes her house clean and that's why I was acting that way.
0: You no, know, it was, I think the moon was going in Virgo. The moon was in Virgo.
1: Someone, um, it was probably like summer, I'm thinking.
0: Yeah. Well, the yeah. moon's in Virgo once a month and it will be in another day or two because we're, we're. I'll tell you, I don't know if your house is dirty now, but that full moon in Virgo is going to make everybody want to clean. <laughs> Well, I'm telling I, you. I, I cannot believe
1: the things that you're saying like I, my mouth is just wide open because uh everything you're saying is so true. I'm like I'm just right now trying to to just organize. I yeah. have this, this need to organize right mm-hmm. now. I feel so chaotic. Cleaning, organizing, you name it. Yeah. i doing
0: it. Well, it's funny because, you know, we now there's another planet up there that's retrograding right now, and that's Mars. Now, Mars doesn't create the Mercury stuff when he's retrograding, and it's a much longer retrograde passes. He's, he's already been retrograding since the 23rd of January, and he's going to keep doing it until the um, the the 13th of April. So what's also I find going to be a little fascinating with Mars retrograde in combination with Mercury retrograding, that's going to make it a little bit more of an intense passage where, you know, if you're really not willing to adapt, you're, you're just going to get, it's going to be, it's going to be a little tricky. Um, and you actually have the Mars retrograde right now is in your house of health. It's in your house of being of service and it's in the Virgo area of your life. Is in that you, that's where it is for you. So I see why you are totally like okay. Let's let's just get this done. Let's get yeah. this. Yeah, you're you're like re, re reflecting upon your routine. Um, totally. Yeah. Oh my God. Yep. Totally. You are amazing. <laughs> I'm like I gotta I gotta
1: have a ru- your routine. That's the word. Yep. Oh my God. Yeah. You're just thinking, you're changing the routine this, right I gotta now. Keep a book. I gotta. This is what I gotta do at this time. and then, Unbelievable. And, and
0: you'll be in that mode really through the middle of April and then Mercury, um, Mars, excuse me, I, I love that the two M planets are doing going to be do, are doing the retrograde thing. I I'm, I'm always am saying both of them backwards, but in any case, Mars will be going forward on the 13th of April and then as it goes forward again you start to see all the stuff that you're thinking about and what you're trying to, it all starts moving because Mars is the planet up there of motivation and um, wherever he's transiting in your chart, he's going to make you do something and like, you're going to feel like you have to take like pretty dynamic action. Um, so this is, you know, why, you're definitely like, this is why you want to take action right now in this particular area of your life. And um, I see too for you, once all of um, that retrogrades over and you've got a big span of, you got a big span of Virgo and your, your seventh house starts with the 17th degree of Libra or excuse me, the 23rd degree of Libra. So you got a big spread there. Um, So by the fall, you really start to connect with some really interesting relationships. Um, And this can be business contacts. Uh, This is going to be very, very strong. I see for you like by October, you're going to really start to see a preview of what's going to be coming in 2013 for you, which is this really huge blossoming. October is going to like bring this out for you very intensely. So, you know... Have some have some fun with that, you know, and know that, you know, it's a growth process and, and the Fast and Furious doesn't always get us everywhere, even though I know with books, you know, they say, ah whatever it doesn't do in the first year, it's not going to do much more than that. I, I, I disagree with that because I've seen books re-released and that's totally something that, you know, you have... The, the title of the book says it's probably going to happen. So, and you love your time alone, my dear. You've got this from multitudes of levels, astrologically and um, numerically. Um, your life path says you have to spend time. It's a 30. It's the, the meditation vibration. And you love your social time. You do. You, you You love it and you're meant to publish all along the course of your life. Um, and write. It's the combination of being that 14 karmic path along with the traveling on a um, three life path. I mean, I also see like you got a big urge to travel, and I think you're going to take this to beyond the United States level. I think you've got a worldly level that you can take this, what you're starting to do, and that there's more in you about whatever it is that you're going to write about. Um, you know, and you can't obviously recreate the same story. Well, maybe you could, but, um, well, yeah, but I have, I, it, de- I have like a million book ideas in my head. You Shreda, do. Well, yeah, well, they're all going
1: to, oh, Shreed, I would love some alone time. I really, <laughs> want. I, you know, I, die, I would just, it's, it's very difficult with two young ones. I'll friend, bet. And, um, it's just difficult and I want it so badly. I know I have to carve it out in my life, but I don't. So that's something I have to do, I know. To, well, to light, now... All the ideas are in my
0: head right now. And I tell you, now, you're, you're just going to love how this works. This Mercury retrograde is going to retrograde in your house of your private time. Your self-undoing, your unconscious, your unknown world, your dream state is probably a little kicking right now. I don't know if you've been dreaming very vividly lately.
1: Yeah, I, I did have a... I had a vivid dream about a month ago, and I wrote it down... And, um, well, yeah, last night I had a pretty interesting dream as
0: well. Yeah. Well, you've got this Mercury retrograde wants you to think about what you're not doing to spend that time alone. And there, there's just, you know what, you just have to make it part of your new routine. And that's something that the opposite area of the life is trying to to suggest to you as well to do right now, because it's important for you. Um, and you just have to reach out and ask for help to be able to, have the time to be by yourself there's there's somebody out there who is able to help you whether it's you know more like maybe your husband or it's friends or it's just maybe scheduling a little bit more play dates or whatever it is (laughs) I don't know I'm not a parent only of cats and um I'm not not really really sure how y'all do that (laughs) I don't know how y'all do that but um I I commend you all for it because I have I haven't taken the task on yet (laughs) <laughs> yeah. I would just say I haven't taken on the responsibility of the parenting. Yeah. but yeah, um, I, I would
1: love to write more I mean I really these the ideas that are in my head they're all they all have the universal um message you mm-hmm. know just like sweet bird it's uh empowerment you yeah. know I yep. this teen audience I love this teen audience um this genre because I I don't think we give them enough credit. That's the bottom line. I feel like they are so full of energy. They're so creative. This age group, there's all these responsibilities that adults have and these these beliefs that adults tend to, uh, certainly I have and my friends. Of, uh, it's of We're just not creative anymore. We don't take time. Look at me talking about this now. We're not taking time for ourselves. I feel like the age group of um, – I'm thinking somewhere between twelve, thirteen to twenty. That's that's the age group I like. There's so much to say to them. There's yeah. so much and um I'm looking forward to writing more for them.
0: Yes, yeah. That's well here here I think I think it's time we might as well talk about your name because um I, I loved the lexagrams from the and this is the name now this is the of course isn't the name that you're born to, but this is the name you're using as an author name. Um, and it's Janice Pettit Brundage, and I love the lexagrams. You've just got some, this is, this is just awesome stuff. So again, this is like, we're going to take a little, this is taking the anagrams from Janice's name and, um, sp- it, it's phrasing them like poetry or prose is what the art of lexigramming is. And it's going to tell her story a little bit. And from what you've heard, if you've been listening the whole, um, Our uh, Janice is a um, she teaches youth, she is a captain, she does the pitching, uh, she does all this like sports stuff with them and just bringing everything up. So, we're we're gonna see how how, (laughs) fascinatingly that tale is in her name. So, from Janice Pettit Brundage, we spell Janice create a deep teen bird piece in a great earning gain, it guaranteed. Janice, penetrate deep in a patient-patterned brain. Janice, a great pitcher, teacher, and a grand captain. (laughs) (laughs) Love that. Janice, a true great parent in a pure patience. Janice, integrate it. Bridge it in a predicting area. Janice, anticipate it, and it can be captured, it's certain. Janice, in a nice, grand, attracting attribute. Janice, in a big recipient in a pure radiating picture. And Janice, in a re- retaining, uniting, earning gain. Oh, those are great. There's, there, there's way more to the story, of course, but just to g- give a little idea of um, how, how that works. And, you know, the thing, you know, especially that one phrase in a nice, a grand, attracting attribute, I mean, you being a 14... Um, 14s are always known, any five vibration really, but a 14 is very gifted in publishing, especially, um, and it means that what you do in this lifetime is meant to be known by the masses. So the amount of people you are here to affect through what you do is large. You're not going to like know all these people like intimately, but you will, people will know who you are. And like I said, you're only finishing up the third year of the second period of your life where you are really coming into your own in a way that you never have before. Because a 30 life path doesn't switch from until, you know, it took you really up till 33 to do, really finish your learning and self-discovery. Oh my God, that's so true. For this life, because you saw a very significant shift about yourself from 33 to 34. Yes, totally. Yeah, totally. Yeah, and now, so here you go. So, as it says in your name, be patient with yourself and, you know, it's all going to keep coming and I, you know, can't wait to see where you are in another four years because that's when you're going to start to see your first harvest of this 27-year cycle of time now in your life. Because you're going to get three separate ones because, you know, you're going to spin in nine two more times after this cycle's over. Um, So, and by the time we reach that third one... More often than not, we, that's also going to align with our second Saturn return. And then we really get into this point of our greatest wisdom because what you do in the last part of your life, your your third period of your life, you're going to master it. You're in a master number energy of the 22. Um, when you are, let say, what did you turn? 33 and uh, I think you're like, oh, you think you, you turn it right around uh, 60. That's going to happen for you. So, um, and then that's, your greatest wisdom is going to be there in like, a big, a big, huge way. Like, like I said, your harvest is going to be going. And yeah, yeah. Um, the, 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 the true life harvest, uh, not that we don't get a harvest before that all along the way, but you know, the, in yeah. the, Chi- the Chinese say too, like, and also, whatever, uh, Zodiac animal that you are, because that's a whole thing of it spins in, uh, 12 year cycles. And that's all in accordance with what Jupiter wants to do. And, um, you will be in the fifth time it's been the same animal year when you turn 60. So the Chinese also agree that's when your greatest wisdom shows up, and astrology from the West says that's your Saturn return, and that's also when your greatest wisdom shows up. So we all got to wait that long, and your numbers will switch at that time. So it's all – it's not that we – you know, people put so much pressure on being successful – way early in life and if you don't get it together by the time you're 30 you're doomed that is such an horrendous thing to teach anybody because it doesn't happen that way that's not the way it works you're, you're still learning by the time half you know most people are almost finished learning by the time they turn 30 and yeah. then you, not that you don't keep learning but that you're figuring out that self, that real critical time of your life of self discovery. And self discovery happens from, you know, the, our younger years, as critical as they are in the teenage years. And your 20s is still part of self discovery. You, most people that make these huge permanent decisions in their life in their 20s, they make fatal mistakes and then they're miserable. <laughs> <laughs> and then that Saturn return will be like, yeah, well, you shouldn't have done that. So I'm gonna make sure you get rid of it. <laughs> and if you don't want to get rid of it, I'll make it really hard for you. So um, you know, you've you've really just you know you've you've created such a um, it's a start, and it's gonna keep growing in a way. I cannot tell you how this will grow into something. You I, you're gonna keep this going to be amazed at how it keeps going yeah. and how it well, keeps that's, going. That's
1: always been the issue. I mean, I hear what you're saying. Cause it's so, <laughs> I, again, I, I just cannot believe how true it is um, about the learning process. I'm okay with learning. I want to keep learning. Mm-hmm. And uh, I feel like this time in my life is routine time. I, I do want to absorb more information. And I'm okay with that. But with this, bro- with this book, I, I felt like it was very powerful. I felt like it told a story. And I, I guess the word would be disappointment. I was, I kept thinking, I want more people to see this. I want people to know about it, to mm-hmm. learn from it, to feel empowered by it. You know, so you saying these things makes me feel so much better about it getting out there. Not that I'm looking for the success and, and whatnot. I just want people to read this because I, I, you know, I think it's, it's important. For people to uh, to pick up and read and be empowered by
0: exactly, and it, and it will. Well, you, well, you get the you, you, even the cute little phrase in there. Power story <laughs> <laughs> comes from Sweet Bird of Prey. It's a power story. It it most certainly is, um, and you know it, it's funny. We, we're like. We're so conditioned that if something isn't an instant smash, you know, if it isn't like a do, then, then it's a failure. And that's, like I said, that's that's so not the way to look at it because so many books do get out there in the world and and from how I definitely see it, it's it, you're going to republish this or you're going to re-release it with uh, something that's going to bring you that what it is that you you were desiring from it from the beginning. Which, you know, I I definitely see in a year's time, that's when all that's probably going to start to show up. Is that, because that's your year to really go to the masses with what this is all about. Um, So you're still like, think a lot about what's coming up in 2012 for you is, You're seeing so much of, it's like, you know, you planted those seeds back in 2009. You gave them a little water. You had that emotionally sensitive year in 2010. And last year you published, you saw some growth, things sprouted up a little bit. And this year coming up is about what you can't even see. It's the root system under the ground. And we don't know how far they're going, but the more you just keep, you know, doing your thing. And, and just let it, you know, not listening to any kind of opposition and just keep holding that torch high next year. You have such a foundation and a very solid Platform in place that it's gonna springboard, it's just gonna shoot. I mean, your garden's gonna go doing, you know, like that time, you know, like the middle of summer when all of a sudden everything's like out of control in the garden. That'll be new you a year from now.
1: (laughs) I'm I'm definitely glad to hear that. Um, I was reminded of a dream I had. You asked about dreams, now, this was a dream Mm -hmm. I had probably in my early 20s. It was very significant, and I'm so big on dreams.
0: I love it. I love, you know. Oh, sure. Well, you've you've got like four planets in your in your twelfth house, so yeah, you're a big dreamer. <laughs> oh, I
1: love it. I love it. Read books. I I try to analyze my friends, mm-hmm. whatever, just for fun. But I remember having this dream when I was in my early twenties about. Um, someone came to me, it was, you know, very random and said, you're a messenger. And mm-hmm. I didn't know what that meant. Mm. You know, like, what does that mean a messenger? I don't get it. And that I think was telling me in so, in a very, you know, basic way that your your purpose in life is to tell people Something. I that, didn't know
0: that, what it was. Or well, what it was. that dream was spot on because you're, I mean, being born, like I say, being born to that 14 karmic path, you're guided by Mercury directly, who is the messenger. That is exactly what you're here to do. Yeah. Um, right. You know, and of course, in, in looking at that energy in combination with being a Pisces, you're doing it in such a, you know, caring, sympathetic, empathetic way. I mean, you have such a thing that, you know, you, you look most people would want to shun and run away from a subject like suicide, but you're taking it, you're tackling it head on and you you know, you're embracing it and saying, look how this can heal us. And Pisces is the sign of the healer. So, you know, you're the messenger and the healer all wrapped up into one person. Um, you can't go wrong here. (laughs) (laughs) It's all, it's all fantastic. As we say, (laughs) You sound fantastic. That, that's it's in my better. Better. very weird English accent. I just accent. need
1: to talk to you like every day. <laughs> I need to just check in with you. <laughs> I feel so much better when I talk to you.
0: Give a little check in. Well, it's always great to talk to you. And I can't believe it, but we're at the end of the hour. This is crazy. I always love how the hour goes by. Like, I, I can't even... It's like I, I don't have... I don't, I don't think I've ever run out of anything to say on this show. <laughs> no. You're, you, you
1: really have a gift... And I tell everybody, get in touch with you because you make, you just have, you have a healing power. Talk about me. You have the healing power and the things you say are just amazing and how you read the charts. I am just in awe of what you do. So thank you. Thank you.
0: Well, thank you. I, my, my great attitude My Great True Attitude of Gratitude to You. That's, you know, that's the lexagram from gratitude is a great true attitude. (laughs) One of my favorite ones, too, besides love to evolve. So, you know, you got to do it. Well, Janice, you are a fabulous star. And this this is just the beginning of so many wonderful things to unfold for you. And I'm uh, deeply in awe and equally honored to... See and witness this journey. Um, this is fantastic, um, and you're being true to yourself, which is which is the key. Yeah. Is that you're not trying to be a square peg fitting in a round hole. You're doing what you're supposed to, girl. So God bless. you <laughs> um, so much. So we will. Um, ha- I'm going to have you back on in a year's time, and we're going to see how this grew. Oh, that would be great. I'd love to see that, All that right. transformation. Awesome. I can't wait. All right, my dear. Thank you so much again for joining us today. And um, thank you. We will talk to you very, very soon. All right. Take okay. care, Serena. You're welcome. All bye right. Bye. Bye. So again, that was Janice Pettit Brundage, and she's just written this fantastic book called The Sweet Bird of Prey, or it's Sweet Bird of Prey. There's no the in there, FYI. Um, and you can find her on the web at jpbrundage.com, and that's j p b u b r u n b r-u-n-d-a-g-e excuse me um and that's where you can find out all the information about the book you can also go on to uh www.berkshireradio.org go under programs find what your sign I have your number link to my blog site charitastarradio.blogspot.com you can find out the show is posted on there as well and we'll have a podcast up later today um again I thank you all for listening um and again, I'm Sherita Starr. You've been um, tuned into to What's Your Sign? I have your number. And we're going to be back on the 20th of March with my very, very, always my retrograde friend, astrologer Anthony Ospico, And we're going to really dive into this stuff deep because um, God knows what the world will have Presented for us to talk about at that point, so I look forward to being back and seeing you guys and uh, all that great stuff then. And you guys make it make it a better day for yourself. It is noontime here at WBCR LP ninety-seven point seven FM, Great Barrington. You are listening to Berkshire Community Radio. Every day. Yes, you can.